Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Ryan Mowry, and welcome to the Great Design Lead Podcast. Uh, I'm an experienced designer, um, and right now I am working on building digital platforms. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It really means a lot to me that uh, you made time for uh, this today. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to yes. be here. So uh, you and I um, met uh, at a EY event. Uh, it was a EY, um, uh, I believe it was like a, a portfolio event. And then we had uh, a couple minutes or I think we had uh, like 30 minutes or so um, to sit in a room and just get to know people. And uh, I thought that, that you were really nice. And so I continued to, I found you on LinkedIn later on and I followed you there. And uh, I thought it would be really fun to talk to you uh, today about um, your life and kind of get to know you a little bit more. So, so yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. So um, when, uh, when I saw your background and uh, um, I wanted to hear a little bit more about you before you went to college. So I thought it was really interesting that you studied digital arts and journalism in college. But uh, when when people often go into the career and end up finding the career that they really love, sometimes that they can make comparisons to their childhood and um, things that they naturally gravitated towards. So I'm just curious what you were like um, in high school and middle school. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... So I was always very much uh, into art and making things, um, even <clears throat> before um, middle school, elementary school, always drawing. Um, so I, I was always very much into making things. Um, I was definitely more of a shy person. Um, I had... Uh, a really good core group of friends that I still have today that I met when I was like 10 years old. And now we're all in our thirties. That's um, pretty really, impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's really wonderful. Um, uh, so, uh, but yeah, I, I was, uh, I was a band kid. Um, so I played music. Um, and then there was like a brief stint, like, where I was a DJ in high school and then a little bit oh, into, really? co into, into college, but not like the, um, the DJ where you're like playing records. It was more like turntablist where you're like scratching and like, like, uh, making the records like their own instrument. Mm. That's pretty neat. And so you did that. Was that kind of like a, a hobby or was that kind of like a, a side job? Did you do that? Uh, for people Full, fully a hobby i i dj'd a couple like in college i dj'd a few parties but like i mostly was trying to like make music with it um so i'd record my own stuff i i wish i still had it i i recorded it all on like little demo tapes like forever ago and then um over you know i've moved like a million times so at, at some point i lost them in the shuffle and so but yeah, I used to try and make music with with the turntable, and I, I like I really look. I was I'm a huge hip hop fan, so like, and I have been for as long as I can remember. And so I noticed from your Spotify playlist. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. I do a lot of research on people before they come on. I I was gonna I was curious about that, but yes, that that's something you're really into. 
Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It was actually side note. I I, I heard um, I saw somebody like make a like pleading like make your Spotify p- list public. Like everybody curates everything. Like, but like your musical taste like it can be like really honest and and not curating it is maybe like a really good look into the kind of music you like to listen to um, and who you are. So I didn't realize it was public though. I wanted to make it, I, I was I've been trying to make it public for a minute. So it turns out I already did. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I was doing a lot of uh, Ryan Mowry uh, research and I always love looking on Spotify because some people are on podcasts you've never heard of before, or you can just see what kind of music they're into. My, my aunt is an architect and one thing that she loves to do um, before she designs a home for someone is uh, she asks them for their Spotify playlist. And I always thought that was the weirdest request, but apparently it tells her a lot about the people. So that's kind of interesting that, that music can uh, tell you a little bit more about someone that you might not be able to get out of a conversation. Oh, I completely agree. I think, uh, you know, I, I don't do much branding work uh, these days. Like I, I used to do a ton more when I was uh, earlier in my career. Um, but that like, what, you know, what songs does this brand <laughs> list? Like, 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 what do you listen to? Like, what, how are you like representing yourself uh, through music? I think it's a really interesting question. I feel like music is so, so, so much more than the sound, the aesthetics that come with it and the emotions that, that it, and, and the messages that it brings, like really helps communicate uh, just pieces of, of what someone is. So I, I think it's a wonderful question to ask somebody. So um, you go from, so you had a band, which uh, was kind of something that was more, uh, at least in, in my school, uh, it, it was kind of like a, a class that you took and you got credits for it. But then you had this this other side hobby, and then you also had art. Um, was there anything there that made you really interested in digital art? Was it like um, uh, looking at brands that really interested you or like album covers or just curious uh, where you made the leap from from that to uh, wanting to study digital art in college? Yeah, well, it's it's a few things, really. Um, the first, like, uh, I got introduced to Photoshop mm. uh, really young, like, in, like, middle school, I think. Um, like, wait, this is, like, back when, like, Photoshop, you couldn't use Photoshop at the same time as Illustrator because it would, like, crash your computer. <laughs> so, like it and and it was it wasn't i i think this is even pre like layers like um, really is it was a while back I, I and i didn't know what i was doing i didn't like i just got a copy of it basically and and was like making funny pictures for my friends and um i i grew up with i was raised like i kind of bounced between my grandparents and my parents and so like when i i made a bunch of like dvd covers for my grandparents like dvd collection that was like you know they had gotten like a bootleg dvd collection from somewhere of all like (laughs) you know like not legit copies of movies and so i I started making (laughs) dvd cases for these movies so my grandma could find them more easily yeah they were missing yeah and so (laughs) and so like i you know i always start to try and recreate i would one recreate like dvd covers that i had seen 
and then also make my own. And and around that time, I also was starting to make like funny images for like my just for like my friends, and like put them on like MySpace and stuff. Um, and I de- didn't really think about it as like a job I could have at all, um, or even something I could like study until like I was in the tenth grade, and my my high school had a, a graphic design class you could take. Really, which was so I, I can't express how like. I just I signed up for it because I thought it'd be interesting. I already knew how to use like Photoshop and stuff, but it really like laid this foundation for like how I would spend most of my waking adult life from then on. Um, but at the time, it seemed like kind of a fun thing I could do. Um, and in that class, I got more of a sense of, like, the process of what you can do, how how you, like, take an idea from start to finish. I, I actually got, like, real training on the tools instead of, like, just figuring it out by myself. Although at that point, I had kind of figured out Photoshop pretty well already. Um, and then it, I just loved, like, just pixel pushing, to be honest. Like, I just loved it. And, I, again, I could make, like, funny things for my friends I loved and you mentioned like album covers like I absolutely love like album cover design like different record covers are you know still very very inspiring to this day um I think though like I I think it's the storytelling that really got me with with a lot of that work like I I really enjoyed like the messages being communicated um, that's where I sort of started to put together, like, I think I want to kind of pursue this a little bit more, like, seriously. It was, like, 10th, 11th grade, getting a sense. For, I, I also, uh, I should, I, I didn't think I was going to go to college. So I, mm. I, I, I didn't really have a plan. Um, and so I kind of had this in the back of my head, like, maybe I could, like, you know, make, make art or like be an artist or I could, I didn't totally grasp that design was like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just like make album covers for people. So, um, but yeah, so I, it's around that time when I started to kind of put it together, like maybe I could pursue this a little bit. That's kind of funny that you described it that way because, uh, just curious did you ever get those really big thick like square looking adobe books that they used to have have you ever seen those um it it was like the, i i remember when i was teaching myself photoshop and illustrator i uh i don't know if this came out later but uh they they had these like really big thick books on like photoshop and it came with like the little dvd um, and you could go through all of the lessons with them. And I remember like when you talk about making those, all those things for your friends, um, I remember on a weekend, like sitting in my dad's home office on the computer and Googling it is so ridiculous to even bring it up again, but like, uh, Googling a picture of Kim Kardashian with makeup and Kim Kardashian without makeup. And I would try to use Photoshop to match the two images, <laughs> See, yeah, that's a, a absolutely. Um, 
I mean, my my version of that was like trying to like remake <laughs> like movie posters, like with my with like my friends in them instead of the actors. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So like, just copying what I saw. Yeah, I think that's like one of the best ways to learn. And I didn't really even know what graphic design was either in in high school. I was like, well, I really like this Photoshop class. I really like uh, Illustrator. Um, I know there's these other programs I don't know anything about, but I heard graphic design is thing. It's the closest thing that what I want to what I want to do. I don't really know what I want to do, but I'm gonna go and study that. So uh, when you were looking at schools and you ended up deciding that you did want to go to college, um, I'm just curious. Uh, why you decided to do the school that you did and why you were interested in both digital art and journalism. Is that like a double major? Is that one program? Yeah. Okay. First, first part. Um, I, so I, I got in, so I didn't think I was going to go to college for a few reasons. One, it was just so expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't, we didn't have any, I didn't have any sort of savings or anything like that. Like we didn't have any college funds or anything. And no one like told me about financial aid until like kind of late. I mean, I, I got it. I got financial aid. I went through the whole process, but I, I just didn't know about it really until like my senior year, like when it came time to like start applying to colleges like like when everybody everybody had already been like oh i've i've toured this school and i've toured that school i I had just not i just didn't know like it was an option and so Mm -hmm. then i i i I had a really good guidance counselor who told me about it and kind of helped me through the process which was nice and so i got like really good scholarships and really good um wonderful student loans that i'm paying off to this day um uh and I applied to a couple of schools. I didn't have like the best high school grades. My my college grades were like way way better than my high school grades. And so a lot of people, that's the inverse. Yeah, I yeah i I liked college a lot more than high school. Like I I think it was because I got to like choose the things I was gonna go and learn about. Because mm-hmm. like when I was a kid, I always got like. I don't know if your school system was like this, but we had like numbers instead of letters in a lot of our grades. Huh. Um, so like it was like one through six instead of A through F. So like like a one was an F and a six was like an A plus. And so I'd always get like sixes in my like art related courses or like my uh my public speaking class that we that I took. But like um solid like b's and everything else um Mm. and so i like i had good grades i had okay grades and so i i applied to a few schools in oregon to you know they just seemed achievable um and also i applied on the very last day possible for the for university of oregon like i remember my friend and i like rush filling out those application essays to to and writing writing those essays filling out the application trying to explain like you know why we should be admitted the day the day it was due and because i didn't think i again i didn't really think it was going to happen so i was i wasn't even really thinking about it It was my friends uh uh really pushed me to apply and uh my friend's mom actually drove my application 
to the post office to, like to get it mailed like on time it would not have happened without them you ever talk to them about that oh yeah like i mean we again we're still friends this day so um we're we went to college like me me and my friend philip um you know we went to college together lived together for a few years um then he moved to japan um he's actually visiting now again um, but he'll be moving back soon um but yeah so that's why we that's how i got into the school that i got into the university of oregon um I picked my majors. Um, I went in knowing I wanted to do art of some sort. Digital art in particular was like the the idea that I was going to try and go for. You had to apply to be accepted to that program once you were in this, once you attended the university. You could be an art major without having to like follow any sort of application process or anything like that. So it was like, okay, hmm. well, I'll, I'll apply to both of these. And if I don't make the digital arts program, because you had to apply at the beginning of the year. And if you were rejected, you had to wait a year. But I got in. Um, and it actually like worked really nicely with journalism. Um, c- Course-wise. So like um, I could have went a couple different routes. But I like, I really liked journalism. And it's a minor. It's not a double major. I should clarify. Um, uh, my friends who were journalism majors would be quick, to, <laughs> quick, quick to point out all of the very difficult uh, exams and <laughs> projects that I did not have to complete. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so it it ended up being like sort of like digital art provided like partially like technique and instruction on how to use tools and why you should use certain tools and journalism was like sort of storytelling and uh, being diligent about um, information and how you communicate information and like what, you know, like ethically, like what, what does it mean to like communicate information um in like in a in a piece of art or in a in a design like in a product like like how what's the best way to do that um with integrity and there's a bit of advertising involved in the journalism program at uvo as well so i learned a bit about advertising history and yeah it was it was a it's a wonderful time um i was very stressed the entire time because i'm a pretty <laughs> pretty uh anxious person but yeah when when you t- were describing that, it sounds like, I mean, the digital art side is a lot of the understanding how different elements relate to each other. At least I'm a graphic design uh, major. I graduated a month ago, and uh, it, that taught me a lot about um, uh, the programs. That taught me a lot about um, hierarchy and and so many different design elements that sometimes I forget that I even learned just because it's like so drilled into my brain um but when you were talking about journalism uh it sounds like that was also a really good um uh exposure to 
the reader's experience in how you present the information and uh, how you create the layout and everything like that. Do you think that was kind of a introduction to understanding the user and how they interact with what you made? Um, maybe a bit. Um, I'd say journalism, the, the journalism program really gave me a sense of like weight to what I could be working on because we, we talked about the impacts of journal, like in, in the digital arts program, it, it was, I should also say it was very vast. So I covered graphic design. I covered video editing. I covered animation. I covered 3d modeling, 3d animation. Oh, wow. I, I covered um, illustration, both digital and like, you know, charcoal and paper. Um, it, it was very well-rounded. Um, uh, the the journalism program was like very focused on in in that particular area but it, we talked a lot about the weight and the impact of what uh communication can have i i took this very very interesting very very challenging first amendment course in the journalism oh. program that was like first amendment around the world basically like what are the di- what are different countries like versions of this? What are the laws? Um, how do they differ? How do they compare and contrast to the U.S.? Like, what are some famous cases? And again, this is a good like ten years ago now, ten or twelve years or something like that. So it's it's been a bit, but like, just like really like, what's the impact? Like, both from like a on a personal like, how can it impact people? What are the legal impacts? Um, which I think was a good introduction to the seriousness of making things for for people. Like the end user is a person who, you know, is affected by things. They live in a place that has laws and regulations, and the things you say and do and in your design systems can they they absolutely interact with that. And so, when you talk about your your years in school. The really interesting uh, classes that you took with journalism and what sounds like a really great exposure to both digital, like creative technology and more hands-on art, um, more like the traditional side. You have this really well-rounded education and then you graduate and become a intern and then a designer, a graphic designer at Elliott Design. Can you tell me a little bit about like that time in your life of transitioning from college to your first job? Absolutely. Uh, so Don Elliott um, runs or Elliott design no longer exists. It was acquired. I can get to that in a minute, but um, I met Don Elliott uh, at a networking lunch because uh, again, my friend, uh, Philip, his, his dad, um, is a entrepreneur, small business coach, you know, kind of a, he, he knows a lot of people. He's a, he's a networker. And he invited me to this networking lunch right after I graduated to go and meet some people and try and, you know, drum up a job. Cause you know, I, I graduate, I don't know. You're probably in this position where you graduate 
and your degree is in art. Mm. And like, that's like immediately you're like, Oh, this is not immediately applicable. Um, (laughs) Like like I just spent the last like four years intensely studying this thing. And I feel very good about this and I see how it could be applicable, but now I'm back in the faster, less considerate uh, job market. Mm -hmm. And I got to find something. And actually I I will say too, I, I got some really, really wonderful advice before I graduated um, from um, I, I, I don't recall this person's name. I, I was, I met them at a, like a networking uh, round table thing, but they said, um, just get your foot in the door anywhere. If it's even remotely related and then maneuver your way into the thing you want to do. And have an open mind because like this person had gone to school for um like metalsmithing and and had and was like gonna make jewelry and then she's she got a job designing like at a at a place that designed like perfume. Interesting. And, and like as an intern there, like she kind of like learned the processes of like designing perfume and like now this person like runs their own perfume like company. And so like they just sort of leaned into the opportunity they got and realized like, oh, I like this and just kind of went with it. And I have fully adopted that. So I I got a job after so I met Don Elliott, who had started his own design firm. It was a small operation and offered me an internship, which was really wonderful of him. Um I I had two interviews that week, one with him and one with um, uh, a very popular shoe manufacturing company that I won't say the name of. But <laughs> I will say I will say that um, my interview with Don, like we kind of just hit it off. We were kind of similar people in terms of like our our sensibilities and uh, our approach to this kind of kind of work, um, and. I like bombed that other interview so hard, like so hard, like in like it's like one of my worst interviews I've ever had to this day. So really, yeah, I just I just didn't have solid answers for anything. Um, yeah, I mean, I was new, you know, but it was a little out of my depth. But but anyway, so I got I got an offer from from Elliot Design and. I went from, you know, my, my final project in school was a three, it was a 3D animated uh, video that um, was projected onto a building. Um, It was used the architecture of the building to help tell the story, but it was all rendered in like blender and then cut with like some after effects stuff. I, you know, I did all the sound effects and, did that take a million years? Because I know Blender makes computers really, really, really slow. Yeah, and it and back then we we used to do this thing where we would like in the digital arts computer lab you'd you'd like set your file to render and then you'd go home and then you'd come <laughs> and then you'd come back the next day and just hope that it didn't it didn't crash in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um. So I did. So like, and I. 
so I did I did this like 3D and it was like very conceptual too. It was like you know it had like a message and it was really I spent all this time making sure the modeling was correct and the texturing was right and and then I got a job doing like business cards and like stationery and logos for mm-hmm. for small businesses which is like completely different than that and i remember at the time like and like my initial thought was like this is something that i just kind of got to do to in order to like get to where i want to go and then it turned out i loved doing logo design and like business card and, and stationery and like just like printed materials like I like I, I turned out it was like very fun and I really enjoyed the challenge in the the form and the constraints and I love working with clients and I had just stuff that I had never really done before and I kind of had that voice in the back of my head like like lean into it if you be in a, have an open mind and then like all of a sudden I was like yeah let's let's make the most interesting business cards we can let's make the most interesting stationary you know brand sets like i want to make i want to make envelopes that when the client sees them they're like oh that's so amazing like like the little details of it are very important to me still um um so yeah that's that's kind of like my mindset then yeah so and I, I saw that you, you went from graphic design intern there to graphic designer to lead designer and print manager. So it seems like you really had this progression there where you're leaning in and also they're seeing that you're doing that and giving you more things to do. And I think that's such a, a wonderful uh, work relationship to have. And it seems it sounds like it was really nurturing as your, your first job. Oh, it's amazing. Um, I would actually, well, I should say at the same time, um, so like when I was an intern, it was, it was only part-time. And so I also had to have a job. So I worked at the mall, <laughs> right, right. like, um, and I would do this like Monday through Wednesday shift at the design studio. Mm-hmm. And then like Thursday through Sunday at the mall and then repeat. So there was like a lot at that period of time, I was working a lot, um, Yeah. And, um, it was a very, that like the, I only worked, um, and I only did that for three or four months. And then my time at the design, and then I got hired at the design studio. And then I went from part-time to full-time, like really quickly. Um, so it's probably like three, six months tops of that, like kind of hectic schedule. And it was a wonderful first job to have. Um, Don Elliott is a a fantastic person. Um, He's like such a, I mean, this in the best way, like such a hustler, like he just gets stuff done. Um, He, he's really good problem solver. I learned a lot from him in terms of like, uh, I I think about this thing all the time of uh, at some point, somebody just made this process up, you know, everything at one point didn't exist. And like, somebody just made it up and now we call that like the best practice because somebody like made it tried something and refined it Mm -hmm. but you got to try stuff um which is like 
Don Elliott to a T. He's he try he <laughs> he's like trying stuff. He's making stuff work. He's um he's very creative problem solver. Very he in really he's really good at like working with what like if you give him a set of things, he'll like make the thing we need to have done done, and it, and he'll use all of the things that he has. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but he's just really strong at that. Yeah, and you still uh, are in contact with him to this day. Oh yeah, or... I, I, yeah. I uh, actually, I'm trying to get lunch with him pretty quick. <laughs> um, we're just busy. Um, That's great. I I saw that you also you had your own freelance interaction design uh, um, company or uh, uh, freelancing ability and then at the same time that that spans the time that you were working for dawn and the time that you went from working to dawn with dawn to uh gravitate design studio so before we talk about your next job like uh i'm freelancing right now and uh it's so fun but it's so scary and so much work and everything like that but I, i still love it what what was your experience um having your own freelancing on the side yeah so i freelanced for many years on the side um uh i would say having stable employment um makes freelancing a lot easier but then you have to figure out how to work freelancing and around it um Mm. so i I very much like freelance design. I don't really do it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. The The thing about it is like you are your own business. And so you're in addition to graphic, in, in addition to the actual thing you're going to make, you're doing all your account management, your project management, your finances, your sales, your IT support. You know, it's, you know, one person, shows are you know you have a lot of control but it's a lot of responsibility at the same time so you really gotta it's like it sharpens your communication skills um i feel like you get clear really quickly on like what you can and can't do because there's no one else to help if you get into a situation where you're like oh you you know this thing happens all the time where companies might um agree to do a project um that maybe they don't have a hundred percent the the in-house talent for so they'll contract out or they'll you know level up one of their folks to take a course or learn how to do something and then they can do that project for their client and as a freelancer you can do that too it's just so much more risky because you you know you can't it's all on you um to to figure it out and you know if you've got a drive and a sort of ambitious spirit and are okay with not sleeping (laughs) you can do lots of really amazing things through freelance um i think it can introduce you to some really interesting opportunities i know lots of people who freelance full-time um especially like on the creative director side um can be like freelance creative director just kind of you know go project to project maybe working within agencies 
temporarily. Um, it's a really interesting way to meet meet teams and get associated with companies and their work processes. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough. I, I I feel for you in that it's it's a tough grind, but it can be really rewarding. When uh, I, I finished a project recently, and uh, and I'm finishing up one now, and it it does it does feel really good to actually lead something and uh, see it to the end and and hear all the feedback from the client and especially when it's good <laughs> and uh, it's it's a different feeling that I've felt in in other jobs that I've had. Um, and uh we'll see we'll see how it goes i i promised myself i'd do a year of freelancing uh to just get as much experience as possible and work with, with a bunch of different people on a bunch of different projects and then reevaluate in a year i feel like breaking it down like that makes it a little less scary <laughs> but um but i thought it was really interesting when you went from working at uh working with don to um working at gravity because if i'm right is is gravity in washington um was that your first experience um leading a, a larger group of designers so um uh, so let me let me give a little a little backstory on, sure. on that um so elliot design started you know as a one man shop Don Elliott and then he started hiring people I was technically the first actual employee he had until then he had had just contractors and so I joined and then a few months later they hired another designer then they hired a developer and then an office manager and then there were some sales folks um, and there was a project manager and then Fast forward a couple of years, and it got acquired by Gravitate. So Gravitate bought the company. Um, so you know, Friday, I was an Elliott Design employee. Monday, I was a Gravitate employee. Huh. And I went from, I was the lead designer at Elliott Design, because it's a very small team, to mm -hmm. part of a much larger design team. Um, where I was not, I wasn't leading things initially, but the way that that company was structured is that there were these internal teams, um, where you would be paired up with a couple designers, uh, a developer to maybe an account manager, and you would all roll on, you'd all be on the same projects with the same team. And so there were several different teams and there were, there were people at that company that were much more senior than I were I was and had a lot more experience like um you know because at, at that point I was only two or three years into design um so I was on this I was on I didn't uh it was the the red team is what they called it um I was on the I was on the red team um with a good friend of mine um Stephen Bamford who's a really wonderful designer um um, Steven and I, and Steven was hired kind of shortly after I was, we were acquired. Um, and so Steven and I sort of kind of tag teamed projects on the red team. Um, but the way they sort of set up the design processes there was like, there would just be one designer per project. 
so you led all your projects from a design point of view because there wasn't really anybody else to lead like it was you you did it so it was kind of whatever you could pull off was what you did um it wasn't until later they kind of shifted some things when i would actually like be able to lead other designers on projects um for the first like two years working there it was just like i would be solo on all my projects um but i would take like the lead role in presenting you know creating the uh we'd go from you know concept to production level design you know i'd handle all those reviews those meetings those presentations um it was really a crash course to be honest and and in getting fast at stuff and um taking like a lot of feedback uh from so i i don't know if you you've noticed this like when you're in school you're all on the same page when you're giving feedback and that you want this you know if you're in the if you're in like critiques like everybody's clear on we're in a course we're in a class that's for this project we want this project to be good we're going to elevate this project by giving feedback that's like not totally how it works like in like the commercial side where it's like you've got business managers you know product manager you might have a marketing manager people in charge of a project who just like it's a it's a line item or something they need to get done they might not even understand the thing that they're having made. They just need to get it made because their boss told them to get it made. Mm. So it's very, very different kinds of feedback. Um, so it's kind of a crash course and and being able to like hear that kind of feedback and like move forward and and be able to like work clearly through uh, suggestions and concepts and and reactions that aren't like in line with how you thought the project should go. And when, uh, when you're in that situation and I've, I've learned this myself is, uh, sometimes you don't really learn in school, uh, how to relate to people who don't, uh, who, who aren't in your role. Like you don't do a lot of, uh, collaboration with, um, uh, marketing people or, uh, salespeople. Like you actually, on top of, uh, them having a different perspective on the project, they also have a different background that you have to, uh, learn how to um connect with and understand and uh it's a a little bit of that you can look at it from like understanding the user and all that kind of stuff but it's it has a lot to do with empathy when you have to um learn about this this different person that's uh uh, working on your project with you do do you think about that oh yeah um school does not at least school did not prepare me for learning how to work with different types of people, uh, different motivations, like to I even identify that like different motivations exist. You know, I, I think, you know, I think I made the mistake for a long time, especially really early in my career. I made the mistake of like, if your feedback is unhelpful to the project or it seems like you don't understand, like, you're doing harm to the project. Mm, okay. And, and that's so flawed for so many reasons and will never make you friends. Um, <laughs> and, and I think it was, 
you know, I've worked at a few different agencies now and, and, and done quite a few different types of projects. And I think like folks having like alternative motives, alternate motives and differing opinions on things, even if they seem like they're not helping the project are helping the project because this stuff can't be made in a vacuum. It can't mm-hmm. be, it can't be made in a, in a single point of view and just, and, and if the design is the greatest thing it's ever been, but we ignored like the marketing folks or the development team or research that has pointed to like doing something differently and it gets out into the world and no one uses it or no one understands it. Like who cares if it's gorgeous? Like it didn't work. It didn't work. So. Mm -hmm. um, And when, when we talk about like, there's, there's the word empathy, but I feel like there's also the word uh, humility in that of, uh, Hey, like you don't know everything when it comes to this. Like, that's why you're on a team. Like the other people here are here for a reason because, uh, they're they know things that you don't know and uh talking to people and and uh learning more about user experience design has taught me that you just don't know what you don't know <laughs> and yeah. to think that 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 uh you might know everything or you might uh be the expert in the room like chances are you're not <laughs> and that changed my mindset a lot um but uh i i'm trying to keep an eye on time and uh I, I saw that in between working uh, there and working at EY, where I uh, got connected with you at, um, you worked at uh, EROI and Citizen in uh, both in Portland. Um, and I was looking at like your your what you did there, and you received awards for projects that you worked on at EROI. And there's so many things that you did at at citizen like looking at emerging technologies like vr ai chatbots all of this kind of stuff like that sounds like a interesting two years in your life working at those two companies absolutely um so e so eroy eroi oh. eroi for short um is a and it's technically now it's called thesis um huh. they still exist they just uh rebranded because they kind of shift what they do um that is an advertising agency um and they're like a very like so i went from doing digital marketing to advertising um which was a big shift actually um that company was full of very fun people very bright people very hardworking people um, who all had really good ideas, um, had really just, it was just a different, um, it was a, a different work environment. I went not, not to say that Gravitate wasn't fun or anything like that. It was a blast. Some of my best, I met some of my best friends working in Gravity. Um, Eroy was an ad agency and with ad and and with that came like some of the trappings of an ad agency of like, mm. you know, um big big, really recognizable accounts like Taco Bell and Stumptown Coffee and 
uh, you know, commercial user consumer focused brands. Um, so I got to do a lot of really interesting graphic design there. And I, I, I didn't do much UX work while I worked there. I did more graphic and motion design and, um, I, I learned how to make presentation decks there. Like that's a huge thing I do now. <laughs> um, that was kind of the first place I really had to, to make those at the volume that you have to make them um, at bigger companies. Cause with gravitate, I would just like prep a tiny presentation or a little you know prototype. And I'd shoot that over and it was very informal. Um, yeah. It wasn't a formal, uh, large, uh, client presentation yeah it, i mean the it was just the the style of communication we all had and mm -hmm. that we would have with with our clients and it, it was a little more informal um and part of that was like the smaller teams you know you didn't have to include as many people whereas like with e, with eroy i was suddenly up on a big team um so everyone had to be aware of everything we had to communicate a lot of different information from a lot of different departments and a lot of different uh, roles so the decks made sense and so i started that's really where i honed that skill um uh got to do a lot of like, like i said a lot of graphic design a lot of motion design a lot of fun <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun work um but i really missed as much as i love graphic design i really like how stuff works and and mm. why and like why function out like why something should function the way it functions and, and helping map that out so um ultimately i made the move to citizen which was like such a such a cool group of people um extremely talented and hardworking people um like work-life balance was so good um you know people start their day relatively at the same time and everybody would end relatively at the same time and in between that it was like everybody was like a powerhouse of like like making stuff having impactful conversations with you know peers clients what have you um everybody was just really on and people would just switch on and then they'd be on and then they'd be done and it was mm -hmm. really nice because then you know not as many late nights as like previous jobs, not as much weekend work kind of thing. Like, Did you feel uh, like there was uh, less unhelpful stress? Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, I mean, when I interviewed for that job, I didn't think I was going to get it. So mm. I sort of, um, I sort of went in with a, let's see what happens point of view. You know, there's no way this is really going to work. So why not just try? Yeah. Um, um, and then it worked. So uh, part of that was like, their work is really impressive. And the folks that I met while I was interviewing, I was like, these are very talented people. Like I am, they're not going to hire me. They, they're going to see, <laughs> they're going to see right through this charade of a confident person like yeah and so but they you know i met a lot of people um that i formed really good friendships with and 
we did a lot of really interesting work. Um, that company got acquired by EY, which is how I got to EY. Oh, that's how that works. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I've been a part of a couple different acquisitions um, over the course of my career. I assume I assume that's going to be more and more and more common, given mm -hmm. the state of tech and, and the importance of user experience design, um, which, you know, we could have a whole podcast on acquisitions. <laughs> um and and like being an being a designer in an acquisition if you'd like um but uh it sounds fun <laughs> oh there's so many it's it's stressful and it's it's like a gold mine of opportunity because mm. every acquisition is on some level kind of bumpy because you're taking two completely different entities and you're combining them and either one is swallowing the other one or they're changing to become a new thing. Mm. And so you take established work cultures and established groups of, of processes and then mash them together. It's going to be sort of a culture shock. It's going to be, it's going to be a little rough. And so you can take that a couple of ways. You can be upset that things are changing and that all of a sudden everything's different, which is, you know, very human to do. Or you can look at like, okay, this thing just made, this acquisition just made a ton of gaps, a ton of cracks, lots of weird moments. What can I do here to help this be easier? How can I, how can I make this process easier for, for people who might not be, handling it very well and then what opportunities exist now that didn't exist before and how can i position myself to take advantage of those not in like a scheming way but just like you know like for instance when gravitate acquired elliot design i went from being the lead designer to like just on a team of designers and i thought okay well there's a lot of room for me to advance now like i can mm. I have a, a ton of new coworkers that all have different skill sets than mine who are all focused in different areas that I can learn from. And like, how do I now maneuver my way into becoming a leader here? Like what skills do I need to learn in order for that to happen? Absolutely. I think that, I think that's just so interesting. And it, the, the amount of experience that you've had over all these years is like, super cool to me because I can listen to you and I actually get to have you here for an hour and like pick your brain and stuff and that's that's really nice for me um uh so thank you I I I'm really curious um uh this will be the, the last thing I'll I'll bring up before uh we wrap up but um uh, I actually um so I told you I graduated with graphic design and then in my last term of college um I had this opportunity for independent study and I uh, decided I was going to try to learn a new Adobe program. And I, I think I just randomly picked Adobe XD and I took the class on it for $12 on uh, Udemy. Um, and that was my independent study. And uh, I, I loved it so much. And I actually, I pivoted from graphic design to uh, user experience design and there were so many things for me to learn. It was like 
it was crazy. I but it was so interesting because when I started talking to people in UX, the culture of people in that industry, whether you're researcher, designer, developer, anything, um, people have been so welcoming to me. Like uh, I, one of my friends uh, that I met kind of like through LinkedIn, she just came to my house and dropped off a whole bunch of usability testing books. Um, and it was really cool. And, and I kind of just wanted to quick ask you, um, uh, going from kind of like a digital art graphic design background into what's kind of an adjacent career, but still a jump to UX design, what was that like for you? And, and, and how do you like your job now with all of the uh, the testing, so much planning that goes into it, so many decisions that are really like data-based and evidence-based, like how, how do you like your life now compared to where you used to be? So I, I absolutely love user experience design. Um, I kind of through graphic design, I, you know, I, I don't know if I'd describe it as a jump, as much as like a, I just kind of slid, <laughs> like like I, I can I, see that because <laughs> I was doing graphic design and then I was doing like UI design, making graphics for websites and and designing websites, and then it slowly sort of like became like, okay, making a homepage concept straight away with like visuals and photos and color, like that's a lot of that's a lot to do all at once. Like, why don't I like take a step back and do like, like a blueprint version, you know, a wireframe. But at the time I didn't, I didn't know, like, I didn't know people just like made wireframes. Like that was it. <laughs> like, like, and so like, it's like, I'll do a wireframe version of this. And then like different elements, like, oh, I need to demonstrate how stuff, um, how stuff works. So I need to do like different at the time, Photoshop you know comps or layers to show like here's the open version of the menu and here's here's what it looks like after they've submitted this thing it, it was just like slowly and then like oh do people understand this maybe we should maybe we should see if people understand how to use this you know is there something is there like a company we can hire or can we can we do like little mini testing it just became slowly something that i was like oh i care a lot more about this part actually mm. like way more about this part and and when i spent that like year doing like advertising for you know food and beverage brands which was so again super fun um uh i I missed like working on that side of things. And so um, I, I very much like what I do now. Um, I think what, what I think user experience design is, it's like sort of limitless in that, you know, people are always changing. Technology is always changing. Things are always evolving. There's always something that we're going to have to um, be designing um sorry i'm getting a bunch <laughs> a bunch of dings oh, no worries but yeah i'm understanding what you're saying uh it's 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 a totally different way to look at look at everything um and 
uh, have a different career path. Uh, but th thank you so much for, for being on and, and uh, talking to me today. I know you have a busy schedule today, so thanks for, for everything. Uh, the, the last thing that I do before we wrap up is um, if, if people listen and they want to reach out to either of us, uh, either for advice or anything like that, or a project or really anything, uh, this is where uh, I'll talk about me and how people can reach out to me, and then we'll end with you. Uh, does, that, does that sound good for you? That sounds great. Perfect. Um, perfect. Awesome. So, uh, so anyway, my name is Emily Giordano. Um, I am a uh, web designer and Webflow developer, and I make websites. Uh, it's super fun. I love my job. There's all of these different things that uh, I can do and projects I can work on, whether it's a static website or a, uh, a membership site or or really anything. There's really no limits to what I can do in Webflow. Um, if you're interested in me and you want to reach out, um, you can find me at uh, Emily, which is E-M-I-L-Y, at greatdesignly.com, or you can find my company website, which is greatdesignly.com. And now we're going to uh, finish up with Ryan. Yeah. Um, again, my name is Ryan Mowry. Um, I'm an experienced designer, consultant, and uh, strategist. Um, if you want to reach out to me um, for uh, questions, comments, um, want feedback, want to just say hello, if you want me to talk on your podcast, if you want to talk about hip hop music or um, <laughs> you know early two thousands Adobe stuff, um, you can hit me up on my website uh, rymow dot com r y m o w dot com. Um, and that has links to literally everything else. So thank you. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, any, any final thoughts or uh, pieces of advice that you would have uh, given yourself when you were moving from uh, graphic design to UX design? I know that's probably a big question, but I was just curious if you have any little small nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say embrace working collaboratively and 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 mess and messy just me personally um you know i can be a little bit of a perfectionist and so uh i can not show my work in progress stuff until i feel like it's it's ready and that can be really uh harmful to your work because you aren't getting feedback maybe that you would get if somebody saw it in it's more rougher form mm. um the 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 instinct to polish even the work in progress stuff um can hinder can hinder the process um and that's more just for me just more anxiety and uh not really doing the project justice so being more more open to it, seeing work in progress um sharing stuff that you don't think is quite ready and knowing that people aren't going to just look at it and be like well you're fired <laughs> Um, That's really good advice. I, I, I got that once um, from somebody about my portfolio, like being willing to put your sketches up there and stuff like that. It uh, it makes the project seem more real and it shows uh, kind of like who you are and your thought process behind what you do. It's always something and I'm I'm always trying to make sure that I do, um, but it's not easy, but it's, it's really good advice. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then the last thing, something I would have told myself really early in my career 
is um this is not heart surgery like <laughs> like we can like younger ryan can calm down about some <laughs> of this stuff because no one dies because the website that we are working on is poorly reviewed in this client demo like it's just you know having a better better energy calming down it's only going to be good for your mental health it's going to be great for the project and be great for your mental health great for your team um i think we can all get really worked up and and especially with like rapidly approaching deadlines and pressure from you know clients and the business to have things be a certain way at a certain time you know obviously we want to hit our deadlines we want to do a good job we want it to be the highest possible quality but we aren't disarming time bombs and it's no one's no one's having we aren't doing open heart surgery and those calming down and and enjoying it a bit more is beneficial to everybody a little bit of perspective which is hard when uh uh you're you're in the moment <laughs> oh yeah absolutely well thank you so much for everything today and and I guess this is goodbye until next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciated this. This was fun. Absolutely. Well, see you later. All righty. <laughs>